Hello. So, this has been quite a strange day today. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not that crazy, but I mean, yes, it is. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Oh my God. It's terrible. Ew. I just had like a bunch of like apples and sunflower seed butter and banana and he's staring at me and he's like shaking every single food that I'm saying but so I went to my sister's house and we went to go and uh ride their because uh, she she took my job I was taking care of three horses um little Arabians little beauties little bastards <laughs> now they're good they're cool little guys um we went there because billy is a horse trainer and he was having a session with ayla for sunday and so we went over there and watched we got to sit in the peanut gallery me and my mom and we got nudged around by the goats and shit and and then i got to ride a little bit i got on and rode up the hill and then we took a, a walk but on the walk um we were talking and somehow this was brought up that there is a serial killer in Sonoma County. And, um, <laughs> I was like kind of a little startled because that's where we live. And it's like Sonoma County and Mendocino County. It's like no Northern, I think it's the North coast serial serial killer. I don't know if that's the name of it, but that's what I saw for the article. And, um, there was, Four ladies that were found, and one was in uh, like Geyser uh, or Geyser's Road and uh, 101 um, near uh, Cloverdale, and then there's the Napa one, and then the Guerneville one, and then a Willits. And if the Willits, I, I heard something about um, being careful from uh, Ukiah or I think Ukiah, all the way to Petaluma. And so I, I looked at the map and I was like, oh shit, we're like right in the middle in Santa Rosa. And um, ever since Billy mentioned that, I kind of like totally like, it was like in the beginning of the walk, I totally just zoned out and I was all, that's all I could think about because like I'm a door dasher and you know, who knows, like if, you know, Cause I've been doing this for a while and like a lot of people know me around here as like, you know, I'm a door dasher and you know, sometimes I'll do it at night, but, um, <laughs> it's a little, a little, you know, it really shook me up a little bit. Um, cause I do listen to Bailey's Arian and a couple others like Kendall Ray and, um, F Bella Fiore. Um, they're pretty good, uh, true crime uh, talk hosts of sorts, and, you know, you hear these stories and stuff, and, like, it's easy to listen to them, and, like, you know, actually, <laughs> when I was going through my breakup, that's the only thing that really got me through, was listening to true crime, and because it, you know, you think, you know, <laughs> you have all of these problems in your life, and these things that really, you know, uh, get, get to you throughout the day and images that you just can't unsee and like, and you know, just, uh, you know, 
And then you, when you listen to these true crimes, you just totally forget about your own problems and your own life. And you're like, holy shit. Like, it's like the only thing that can really just like get you out of like thinking about yourself and like your life and all your, you know, everything. And so I listened to it quite a bit, but I never had like a problem listening to it because it always was so far away. And so, uh, not like, you know, it's not in your backyard, but just hearing that, like, because I had like this kind of a comfortable feeling knowing like, oh, you know, we're in a safe area. I mean, you know, Santa Rosa is a little bummy, but um, other than that, like, you know, there hasn't been any, you know, serial killers running around. And then, you know, just hearing that, I was just like, oh, God, that's not awesome. So I'm trying to figure out a way that, you know, because I don't, you know, I go to the gym and I don't run um, outside. I run at the gym, so that's a good thing. But um, I guess I'm just going to have to keep bringing my phone with me everywhere I go and having my little knife in my pocket. Uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Uh, Len, the snake guy, he's so dope. I fucking love Len. He's the rattlesnake Ramirez guy. Um, but he, uh, I told him that I was going to be quitting my job and going across the country um, around the United States. And it was a trip I did about, um, I don't know, when I quit in May, some sometime around then, uh, you know, a little bit later. But anyway... I told Len that I'd be quitting and, and driving with my dog across the United States. So he was like, what do you got, like, you know, um, for protection? And so he had this um, uh, knife that it, it's like a special knife to him that he always carries around. And he, he gave it to me. And so it's nice to have that. And I have my pepper spray, my little, it's called a jogger fogger. <laughs> Sorry, I laugh into this thing and I have no idea how loud it's going to be whoops but yeah so little jogger vulgar and um I have a gun uh it's like it's actually pretty dope I never thought I'd have one but um on my trip I thought that it was really important to be able to protect myself especially you know um staying uh camping and shit like that car camping it's always good to you know be prepared because you know if something happens you can't just call the police because you can't wait like you're gonna be you know whatever is gonna happen to you if you if you wait so you need to be able to defend yourself and always have a barrier you know <laughs> it's like it's crazy um I mean it's very it's a very personal choice however you want to defend yourself but you know I think a taser or some pepper spray is like a really good like entry um, not even entry. I think the taser is like a, um, a really good in between like, um, defense mechanism. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been kind of taking over my thoughts for today. So I guess it took over the podcast, but I think it's pretty important to talk about like, you know, not going out. Um, and oh my God, I saw this other, it was crazy. It was this, um, video of this guy that went on a Tinder date with this girl and all of the whole date is like all on camera, all of the places where they met up, where they went out to dinner and like their little date and then uh, shots from going up into his apartment. And then the next morning, him coming out with a suitcase and it was just fucking 
oh my god people are so stupid i can't believe that like not only like do you like you know you just tendered this person like there's there's a paper trail there already but like not only that but like i mean it must have happened like on a whim or something but like Oh my God, that was, if, if that was, it's clearly not premeditated. God, that was, um, that, he must have been a fucking idiot if that's the case, but still people are getting super ballsy and stupid. And so just be careful out there, like for real. I mean, I guess I'm talking to myself. I'll be careful uh. and I'll just, you know, burp into my own microphone. Sorry. That's so nasty. So nasty. But yeah, so I guess that's <laughs> that's the important news. I and I was trying to figure out like because that affects me a lot because like as a dasher like you know you're sent out to people's houses and I mean hopefully people are wise enough to realize that there's paper trail and not only that not only do you have like in the dasher app it shows you exactly the house exactly the address and if you were to stop dashing just out of the blue and then you know <laughs> clearly that's not a very good way unless you know somebody meets you on the way like I don't know someone's like stalking you and they take the opportunity but that's like a whole other fucking thing like um I <laughs> I was watching Bailey's um podcast uh no it was her her YouTube about the Richard Ramirez and um God, it was crazy. All of the girls that would just like swoon in. But there was one in particular. I don't think that Bailey talked about her, but her name is Samantha. And I don't know if she was an escort of his or something or someone that he was just like had this infatuation with. And I'm surprised that she like even made it out. Like unless they didn't, I don't know. I don't know. But be weird to be, you know, like the target. Oh, God fuck <laughs> just gotta be careful gotta be careful so i'm gonna structure my deliveries a little bit differently um i really wanted to start doing more dashes in the evening because that's when you get the most money but i don't know hearing that news it really kind of turned uh everything upside down a little bit and so i've been talking about it for it says six minutes, but w when I checked to see how long the recording was last time, it said 13 minutes, but it ended up to be 21. It's crazy. So I have no idea how long I've been talking. But yeah, um, that's been on my mind a lot. And what else? <clears throat> there was this other thing. Um, shit. Boo. Um, I snacked a lot today. <laughs> I snacked a whole lot. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I wanted to have a crumble cookie, but I didn't. Oh, I just remembered. Um, Victor Frankel, you know, the book I was talking about, um, I haven't posted it yet, but in this next episode I'll post. Um, I started reading um, Man's Search for Meaning, and he was just in in the, um, the portion that I just read, just, what, 10 minutes ago. It's kind of like kicked, started my... Uh, want to record a podcast for just now but anyway um he started talking about how there was this um so he's in auschwitz and he's um he's kind of he's got this the the opportunity to escape with a buddy 
And so he's going back and thinking about it. So first, you know, he had a couple opportunities actually, but um, one of them, he decided, he's like, you know what? No, even if I do run, like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay with my people, my, cause he was a doctor and I'm going to stay with my patients. And from that moment, he really just like, he just accepted it. And it was a different kind of like um, feeling, but um Bob, ah, I know you're going to delete my thing if you get a hold of my phone. He's tap dancing all over my lap. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, so uh, Victor, so he he goes back and forth about wanting to escape and getting the opportunity. And so finally he gets another opportunity. And um, then all of a sudden they're just about to leave and this big shiny... Uh, red car comes in the gate and it's supposedly a new um i think a uh what what would he i forget the name of like his purpose but um they who you know uh said that there's going to be a, a new shipment of people that will be led to freedom uh, essentially and so he was like oh thank god like i didn't leave you know <laughs> And so there's like a selection of people that get to go and he didn't actually get to go. And, um, uh, so he's like, shit, like, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, he was, you know, you go back and forth about, um, like freedom and like the thought of escape. Um, ah, you were really, <laughs> my dog is so fucking needy sometimes. I love you. You're just like, the moment you stop petting them, he just, oh, Jesus, yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to talk. Trying to talk here. <laughs> so, um, the moment he uh, realizes that that's actually a good thing is when a little bit later he's faced with um, some photos of some people that the people that the actually the shipment actually recognizable faces that were partially. I should probably put, like, okay, before I say this, like, you know, don't listen if you're, you know, this is a disclaimer. Um, uh, if you're squeamish about stuff about that, <laughs> I should probably have a better disclaimer that, than that. But, you know, essentially they had perished. And um, I don't want to put anything too graphic um, because I don't feel like the disclaimer was good enough. But yeah, so he realizes that that was actually um, a strike of, of, uh, <laughs> it was like a blessing from Jesus that he didn't go. And so this is, as this book unfolds, it's just more and more just like, holy shit, this, these people, like not only this person, but a whole uh, group of people do you want to sit up here? My dog is just at it. He's insatiable. Here, do you want this plate? I have this plate with has like peanut butter on it. There you go. Is that what you're dying to get? I'm <laughs> I get so distracted with him. Jesus. There you go. Don't eat the napkin. There's like sunflower seed butter on it. Okay, anyway, um yeah. Talked a whole bunch about some random shit. Um some kind of dark stuff on this podcast after after that whole Sonoma County or you know North Coast serial killer 
portion. You know, I like um, true crime. I mean, I don't like it, but I'm interested in it enough that I was almost considering having it be my topic that I talk about on here. And I don't know. I feel like it's been done and it's been done really well. And I don't know if I would do that justice or I don't know. I think self-improvement on the whole is good, but it's interesting to be able to talk about like really anything. I know that some people come to podcasts to learn and have wordy, you know, people just like give them facts and shit. And like, you know, I'm not a book. I'm not, um, I'm not a, a professional person. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've, you know, I, I can be, but I just don't want to do that here. I want to, I want to talk freely and I have a lot that I want to talk about and random shit, but so I don't want to limit myself too much, but I want to also have like a basic, um, basic thing that I kind of can work around because everyone needs to have a niche. You can't just, you know, have a free for all. I know it feels like a free for all here, but, um, there is some thought to it. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. So my mom and Billy are at Costco and I'm I'm at home and oh, I got to talk to Mark today. Yay, I called him and cuz Sundays are a day when he can call me. Um but I haven't talked to him in a while because he um uh <laughs> he and his mother and I don't, you know, we have a hard time sometimes. I mean, you know, we're, we're working on it, but, um, yeah, I try to be really delicate with that situation. And, you know, Mark started calling me on Sundays. So it's like a really good system. Cause I don't know, cause he doesn't have a phone. So I'm just calling either one of them and I don't want to, you know, it's nice when he calls because that I know for certain that it's a good time. But, um, yeah, so I was getting a little impatient, um, so I called him, and we got to talk for a little while, and my little boy, I fucking love him, oh my god, he was moving hay with his dad, and all of his dogs and stuff, and he's like, say hi to Max, and, oh god, he's so funny, I can't wait to, like, <laughs> I can't wait to, like, share with you, like, how funny my son is, oh my god, he has just, like, the funniest fucking things he says, like, there's this one time, um, uh, he, we were on FaceTime together and he was showing me his uh, little aquarium, his little fish tank. And there was a little fish that had died. And he was like, I was like, Oh no, I'm so sorry about your fish. What are you going to do? Are you going to go and flush him? And he says, no, I'm just going to throw it in the trash. <laughs> I was just like, Oh my God, you are like, I don't know, just like the way he says things and like he's completely unaware of how fucking funny of a person he is and like what his, like, he's just hilarious. Oh my God, I love Mark so much. So, so very much. Like, it was so good to talk to him today. I miss him so much. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, adoption, that's like a whole, maybe that'll be a portion of the self-improvement because, you know, as a parent, like, Every style of parenting is so, so hard, you know, being a parent is hard. And I mean, it's some of the most fulfilling work you'll do, but everyone, every single um, parent and child like dynamic is so unique. And, you know, some people had their children a little bit too young and I had, and that was, that was, that was me. 
And I mean, I'm so glad I did because, you know, now I have my beautiful baby boy. He's not a baby anymore. He's nine. Can't believe it. He's like, <laughs> he has my face. He has my face and his dad's body. And it's so funny. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. He makes me so happy. I'm, yeah. But a lot of, you know, a lot of the journey here wasn't super happy with, you know, the adoption and everything, everything we went through, it was quite a lot. And I almost wanted to take a career in, um, in consoling and kind of counseling, uh, biological mothers and children or, you know, fathers and however, whoever needs help from adoption, because that is a whole ass, like, there's the, you know, the, you really go through the grieving process through everything. It's, it's quite a, if you haven't been through it, it's really hard to even imagine because, you know, at first I couldn't ever imagine, you know, giving up my child to someone, but you know, when it comes down to knowing that they can, you know, have, you know, give them more than you, like, <laughs> what do I have to offer at that age? I mean, I'm sure uh, everyone, everyone's different. Everyone's story is different. But in this one, this situation, it was, it was pretty clear what was better for Mark. And I wanted that to be what he got to have. And so he gets to have a stable home and stable parents and just like everything that um, I want him to have. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, there's nothing's like, nothing's ever perfect, but that's totally fine. Like, you know, <laughs> lots, lots of this, I've had to put my feelings aside. Um, it's such a delicate balance being a, a biological mother, especially in an open adoption. Um, I'm still Mommy Morgan and, you know, I get to see him and talk to him but, um, yeah, it's, it's really, really delicate, um, kind of coming into another person's family and being a part of it. And it's really, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot for them too. Cause I'm sure they, you know, <laughs> they have their own thing going on, but I know that, um, it's really like for Mark's, um, I think his really, um, I think he could be really psychologically damaged if I mean everyone's every story is different but like I started out as Mark's mother I got to be his mother for a year and a half and um you know I'll I'll one day I'll tell you the story but um yeah I think it would have been really damaging for the both of us that if we had completely um you know removed each other's from from our lives I don't think that's even possible I think that would be yeah, <laughs> I couldn't, I, you know, Mark is my, he's my everything. I never thought I could love anything or anyone as much as I love him. So yeah, <laughs> another uh, thing, you know, if you are a single teenage mom, you know, adoption is an option. It really is. It's, it's, um, you get to give your kid exactly what you want to. And you also get to go develop yourself as a human being and the people that want to keep their child and try that out. And I mean, you know, no shame if it doesn't work, but, um, it's nice to be able to give it a shot 
and it, it was really lucky that I had the situation that I did because, um, yeah, <laughs> it was Kenny's, I guess that, uh, okay, so my son's name is Mark, and his father's name is Kenny, and his um, aunt and uncle were looking to adopt, and so it was perfect, but um, yeah, I'm, uh, it says that I'm going on like 15 minutes or so, so <laughs> I better, um, it might be, might be even more because it's, it seems like it's slower on the time, yeah, anyway, but um, yeah, uh, you know, whatever works for you, whatever, there's no shame either way, you know, just as long as your child is taken care of and loved and, and that's all that matters, you know, and it's hard to put those, put everything aside, all of your feelings and just tuck them into a little box and that, but that's, you know, that's the essence of being a parent. <laughs> we really went from a couple different, very, very different topics on this one podcast, but um, I think we went pretty deep on it. So, and it was, I don't know, was it our first or so? I forget, whatever. I think it's our second episode of um, season two. And this is when I officially have changed my name to Morgan Search for Meaning. And I feel like that is, um, that's exactly what I'm, that it just really, really hit, hit the nail on the head. Um, that's what I'm just trying to do, trying to figure out what I really, you know, what, what meaning I can find in, in this lifetime because everyone is different and yeah, I'm excited to figure out what I'm here for and share with you and, and, you know, along the way, sh share my self-improvements and, you know, cause that's what this podcast is now about. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, it's nice to not have to talk about nutrition. I mean, I love it, but you know, I felt like it was a footnote when that was like the, you know, whole point. Now it's all true crime and, and adoption and, <laughs> and parenting and, and, uh, books and the Holocaust. Jeez. What a, what a, um, episode, <laughs> man, I guess that'll have to be somewhere in the title, but yeah, Thanks for sitting and listening with me. This has been Morgan's Search for Meaning with Morgan Scott. I'm going to have to figure out a better way to say that because <laughs> that was weird. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. I love you guys. Okay, bye.